Hello, this is Gary Hutchins with the Sunny Slope Church of Christ in Omaha, Nebraska. This is today's Bible class, a short Bible study, only about 13 minutes, but every day, seven days a week, keeping us in God's Word and thereby helping us to stay strong and even grow stronger in our faith, because faith comes by hearing the Word of God, Romans 10 and verse 17. It also helps keep us focused on our relationship with God and upon our spiritual well-being, our spiritual life. We always encourage you to share these short studies with everybody you can, because you know people in your life who need to turn their lives around from a spiritual perspective. So share through Facebook friends, text messages, and other technological means with your family members, friends, work associates, neighbors, with literally everybody you can. You may help somebody get to heaven. What a great blessing that will be for them and for you. So make that commitment and start sharing today and every day with everybody you can. We're going to continue in our line of thought and study, asking the question, where is your life going? Have you really thought about that? I began by talking about the father who asked his son one day, young boy, I suspect probably around 8 or 10 or maybe 12 years old, asking his young son, have you given, given any thought about your future? And the young boy probably surprised his father by saying, yep, got it all figured out. Well, his father asked him, tell me about your plans. And so the son proceeded to tell him that after he graduated from high school, he would go to college. And his father said, fine, son, then what? His son stated that after he graduated from college, he'd get a well-paying job and buy a big house and a nice car. And his father said, great, son, then what? His young son then said that he'd get married and raise a family just like his dad. Wonderful, son, then what? Well, the son figured that he'd probably work until he was old enough to retire. And his father responded again by saying, excellent, son, then what? Well, the father kept asking the son, then what, after every stage in his life that he, the son had planned out in his mind. So maybe somewhat perplexed by his father's continued inquiries, the son figured he'd live out his golden years traveling and enjoying his grandchildren. And his father said once again, splendid son, then what? Well, realizing the inevitable, the young man said he'd die, of course. And then his father looked him straight into the eyes with all seriousness and asked him one last time, okay, son, then what? You see, the young boy, the father knew, needed to plan not just for his physical life, he needed to plan for eternity. And there's the question for you and for me at this time and for everybody alive right now. When you face that last breath upon this earth, then what? Because at that point, eternity will be staring you square in the face. Then what? Are you ready? Are you ready to stand before your Lord in judgment? 2 Corinthians 5 and verse 10 says, We all will be there. We will all stand before the judgment seat of Christ and give account of the things done in the body, whether good or bad. Then what? Then what? Well, the Apostle Paul gave a number of lessons in the various scripture 
texts that he wrote as an inspired writer of God's Word in the New Testament. He talked about how life is something that we need to be focused on. He talked about how he pressed on toward the goal for the prize of the high calling in Christ Jesus. He stated that one thing I do, Philippians chapter 3, beginning with verse 12, he wrote, not that I have already attained. He wasn't already in heaven when he wrote this. He was still on this earth or am already perfected, but I press on. He kept moving toward that goal of an eternal home in heaven with Christ and God and the Holy Spirit, that I may lay hold of that for which Christ Jesus has also laid hold of me. Brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended, but one thing I do, Paul said, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead. I press toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Paul had a specific goal, get to heaven. And he kept pressing toward that goal. He was relentless. Most people don't have any real hard and fast goals in life, let alone for eternity. And they certainly are not working diligently by any hard and fast plan to either achieve a specific goal in this life or to get to heaven. They're just kind of drifting along with the wind, whichever way life is blowing them. Paul said, I press toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. I've said many times in teaching and preaching over a great many years, if you don't get to heaven, your life's been a failure. It doesn't matter how much money you've earned, how much money you had put away in the bank or savings accounts or retirement funds when you die physically, your life's been a failure. It doesn't matter what kind of business achievements or accomplishments or positions you have ultimately risen to, if you don't get to heaven, your life's been a failure. It doesn't matter how esteemed you are in social or professional circles, if you don't get to heaven, you failed in life. Heaven is the goal, the ultimate goal, and it ought to be for everybody. Paul said, that's my goal. I press toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Therefore, let us, as many as are mature, have this mind. Have this mind. And then in verse 16, he says, Nevertheless, to the degree that we have already attained, let us walk by the same rule. Let us be of the same mind. Are you focused? Where is your life going? Where is your life going? Interesting that Paul wrote in, in uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 9, it's interesting how he made the analogy there. In verses 24 through 27, he wrote this. Do you not know that those who run in a race all run, but one receives the prize? That's true, isn't it? There's only one winner in a race. Everybody else are also rans. Now, you might say, well, they won second place. They won th this one won third place. They get lesser, uh, you know, lesser uh, awards they were still also rans. They did not win the race. 
And so Paul says, those who run in a race all run, but one receives the prize. And then he says, run in such a way that you may obtain it. Focus. Be prepared. Work the plan. Be diligent. Don't give up, in other words. He goes on and says, and everyone who competes for the prize is temperate in all things. In other words, you have to train. You have to do your due diligence daily. You have to take care of yourselves. He goes on and says, now they do it to, they do it to obtain a perishable crown, but we for an imperishable crown. We're talking about eternal life, the eternal prize. Jesus refers to it as the crown of life in Revelation 2 and verse 10. Paul goes on in verse 26 of 1 Corinthians chapter 9 and says, Therefore I run thus, not with uncertainty. Now, if you're going to win a race, you're going to be focused. You're going to be diligent. You're going you're to really get after it. He goes on and says, Thus I fight, not as one who beats the air, but I discipline my body and bring it into subjection, lest when I have preached to others, I myself should become disqualified. So it's not just talking the talk. It's walking the walk. It's living the life. It's fulfilling the plan so that you can achieve the goal. That's what Paul's talking about. And that's important for all of us, that principle to keep in mind. In Second Corinthians, I'm sorry, Second Timothy, Second Timothy chapter four, as Paul is coming toward the end of his physical life on this earth, notice what he says. Second Timothy chapter four, beginning with verse six. He said, I am already being poured out as a drink offering, and the time of my departure is at hand. He recognized that he was most likely going to be executed. He was in prison at this particular point, and he realized that it looked like he probably was going to be executed. I have fought the good fight, he says. I have finished the race. Fulfillment. What would you think about a runner running in an Olympic race who just slows down and then steps off the track, just gives up? Wouldn't think much of him, would you? Now, you might wonder, was something wrong? Has he pulled a muscle? But if you found out later, no, he just gave up. Wouldn't think much of him, would you? Paul says, I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. Now, what's the result, Paul? Finally, there is laid up for me the crown of righteousness. In other words, the eternal goal, the eternal reward, a home in heaven, eternal life, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will give to me on that day, and not to me only, but also to all who have loved his appearing. All of those who have been diligent to finish the race, to stay true to the course and to the goal. A racer must know where to start. He must know where the course goes and where the finish line is. The Hebrews writer in Hebrews chapter 12 wrote this. 
Therefore, we also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us or hinders us, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Jesus accomplished his goal in coming to this earth, dying on that cross, being resurrected from that grave, and giving the marching orders to his apostles to teach the gospel to everybody everywhere, generation in and generation out. And Jesus ascended back to heaven to wait for that final day of judgment when he will come once more and call all to account. Where is your life going? In reflection to all of these realities, let's pray. Father, help us to not live through life aimlessly, to not just be blown with the wind in whatever direction life is throwing us, but help us to have that goal firmly fixed in our mind to be in heaven with you for all of eternity. Guide us to live the life that will get us there. And we give you the glory, Father, and the thanks. Please forgive us and hear our prayer, gracious Father. In Jesus' name, amen.